We are continuing to say goodbye to 2022, and I'm starting to develop some great expectations for 2023. Pedro Grafol has been saying all the right things, and I'm starting to believe in the mission. Can new hitting coach Jose Castro find a way to unlock the offensive potential and get White Sox hitters to embrace a new way of thinking? You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Socks. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, in my opinion, the White Sox still need uh, outfield depth, and there's one player in particular that is no longer an option. Uh, could a new mentality, a new way of thinking, a new language be the ticket to unlock the offensive magic of this White Sox team. Uh, saying goodbye to 2022 means revisiting uh, some of the worst moments of the season one final time. Uh, folks, we are in the off-season mode of Lockdown White Sox. This podcast has shifted to three episodes a week instead of five. But again, if there is some major news on the White Sox front, uh, the episode number can always be uh, modified. Look for episodes uh, this week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, we are saying goodbye to 2022, as I'm sure you are, uh, Sox fans in your life, uh, you know, getting together during the holidays. Maybe you're going through, painful as it is, uh, through this past season we endured and and picking some moments and saying, wow, that was absolutely the worst of the worst. That was horrible. Let's revisit it one final time. Let's reflect on it because, boy, once uh, once we hit 2023, I'm hoping to move uh, past all of that and, and just be, uh, be moving forward, uh, saying goodbye to the year that was, and, and most importantly, uh, I'm really trying to leave 2022 uh, this season in the past. Uh, once that calendar flips, uh, to 2023. I, I'm really trying to keep the conversation on what lies ahead. Uh, so we have a few more days to get all of those grievances uh, from this past season out there. Uh, with the help from the uh, article in The Athletic uh, recently, Dallas Keuchel and Tony LaRusso were singled out as some of the worst of the worst in all of baseball. Talked a little bit uh, about that in the previous episode. Uh, and I had some others that I, I put together, my own type of list. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've done this uh, as well. And maybe you're doing it in real time, uh, jotting it down as, as the season went. 
uh, went on this past year. Uh, lineup configurations, boy, I, I can't talk enough about how maddening some of these lineup configurations were, especially at the beginning of the season. What in the world was uh, Tony Larusa trying to accomplish? You had uh, the legend Lurie Garcia leading off uh, at multiple times, and Andrew Vaughn at the bottom of the lineup, or simply not in the lineup at all. Uh, I was trying to keep up with how many different type of lineups there were uh, as it was going on uh, this past season. Remarkable, the amount of different lineups there were, one after another after another. It just didn't seem there was uh, there was any real, and I get it, there were injuries and there were other issues, but uh, there were times where you could roll out the same lineup at least back-to-back games uh, early in the season. That that did not happen. Uh, Taking it easy at the beginning of the season, boy, that was a real bugaboo uh, from me, uh, essentially playing for what never came, uh, the playoffs, you know, going deep into October. It it seemed like uh, we were resting guys, uh, workload management uh, earlier in the year. The, uh, The urgency, it just wasn't there. Uh, at the beginning, like we're going to, this is going to be a slow burn. We're going to really be patient rest guys because we want them, uh, you know, clicking on all cylinders later in the season and into the playoffs that never happened. Uh, And that really drove me crazy uh, in April and in May. Uh, The defense, of course, boy, uh, some of the worst defense in all of baseball from our White Sox in 2022, especially in the outfield. Uh, Every team knew what was going on. Uh, They ran on Gavin Sheets every opportunity that they had. They ran on A.J. Pollock. They ran on Andrew Vaughn. I mean, when you have Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets as your corner outfielders, uh, that is a recipe for disaster, and uh, I, I hope we never see that again. It, it sure seems uh, like Oscar Colas is going to be your starting right fielder, and we know what happened uh, with left field. Uh, Sox have locked up Andrew Benatendi, although it hasn't been made official yet. Uh, it, it sure seems like that's going to be the case. We'll have Benatendi in the outfield for at least five years uh, or so. Uh, definitely an upgrade there, uh, but the bar was set low by what we were putting out there this past year. Uh, Base running, maddening stuff. Talked about that triple play on the previous episode, and there was was more of that. I I just felt like there were bad reads left and right. Guys weren't getting good jumps. McEwing, uh, he had a busy arm there at, at, at third base, sending guys that had no business to be sent. And I know some of that was a case of, of no offense, and he was trying to make something out of nothing, but uh, it was just all altogether bad. It sounds like Daryl Boston has, uh, you know, his base running duties have been removed from him, thankfully, because he did not do himself any favors by what he was policing over there at first base. Uh, base running, absolutely awful. Uh, the inability to advance runners or have productive at-bats with less than two outs. Man, I hope that changes uh, with this new hitting approach. We're going to talk about it later in this episode. Uh, You know, just having a good at-bat, getting a guy over from second to third. How many times did we see a leadoff double and that guy was stranded there? How about bases loaded nobody out? Uh, That that drove me uh, absolutely insane. You're talking bases loaded nobody out. Maybe we'd squeak 
a one run pass because of a fielder's choice or something, but it just never felt like they could put, you know, their foot down on somebody's throat and just pile the runs on far, a few and far between, especially with bases loaded. Uh, power outage, uh, you know, you've got a team that has so much potential and nobody came close really uh, to 20 home runs. Uh, that's unthinkable uh, in the ballpark that they play 81 games in. Uh, how about Giolito? If you're going to single out some folks, 2022 was just a hot mess for him. Uh, Yas- Yasmati Grandal, we, we focused on him uh, in multiple episodes uh, this offseason. It sounds like he is doing everything he possibly can uh, to erase 2022. Uh, And, hey, he's saying all the right things. He's putting the work in. Uh, You know, will the results show? Boy, we are hopeful. Uh, The way the Jose Abreu era uh, ended, uh, you know, it had to end. In my opinion, it had to end. Uh, It's, you know, the Sox chose their path a while ago. And I get it, you know, if we're to believe there was there was money talked about, there's a contract extension talked about. If you want to believe it, uh, Abreu said it. We don't know the numbers. We might not ever know when that when that contract was actually talked about. But just the sad way that that ended, you, you really hope you really wanted more for Jose Abreu. You wanted to see him go deep in the playoffs in a White Sox uniform, uh, get to a World Series at least with his organization, it is going to be so bizarre and surreal to see him uh, play for the Astros playing apathetic baseball. It, it just seemed like this entire 2022 season, uh, they just walked through, they slept, walked through a lot of games, a lot of series. It just didn't seem like they cared. I mean, the folks that seemed to care towards the end were guys like Elvis Andros that were brought in, you know, late in the season uh, they were the ones that were trying to rally everybody together and play with some urgency. I, I think there was some urgency from Miguel Cairo, too little, too late. Uh, waiting on a trade. Now we're talking about this offseason. It still encompasses 2022. But, you know, Sox, once again, going into the offseason, you know, waiting for something to develop, waiting for a market to develop, waiting for the dust to settle waiting for things to happen, and then they're going to find their moment instead of the White Sox uh, setting the market, the White Sox setting the tone. Uh, they were aggressive with with Clevenger. I just feel like there were other opportunities where uh, they just sat back on their heels. Um, again, the offseason isn't over, but uh, had a problem with that. And second base, it, it sure looks like Uh, We are going from 2022 with a bunch of second base question marks, especially in the offseason. That is an area we're going to address heading into 2023 uh, with more question marks, internal options. It just doesn't seem like they're really going to solve that second base issue. Uh, Health in 2023 can definitely be purposeful. I mean, physical preparation. Uh, but there's a lot of luck that goes into it. And banking on a team staying healthy for a majority of the season should not be the main takeaway of the offseason. I definitely have a lot of hope, as I'm sure you do, that this White Sox team uh, will have a different approach to the game. They will have a sense of urgency right from the get-go. Uh, and, and that hope and ex- expectation really comes from everything you know I've read regarding Pedro Grafol. The more I read about his impact on the Kansas City Royals organization and the players, the more I like him. I still think he was an odd choice, but 
one of the positives of 2022 was this the season was so bad that change had to happen. Now, I've said this before, and I still believe that real change will not happen until there is new ownership and, and true accountability at the GM level. But an outside hire like Griffol might be the best that we're going to get right now. A fresh perspective, a new attitude in 2023 with a new approach. Uh, you got to hope that with this new mindset, the players buy in and it produces results. One of the most disappointing things about the 2022 season was the lack of power, the lack of offense. Uh, injuries, you know, played a role, of course, which interpreted, you know, and interrupted uh, what we got out of the playing time. But I'm still in disbelief that not a single player hit 20 home runs. Uh, that has to absolutely change. I have some bold predictions or maybe expectations for 2023, and it features power numbers specifically from guys like Jimenez and Robert. Will this new coaching staff be able to unlock the potential? Jose uh, Castro and, and Chris Johnson have a plan for 2023. I'm going to tell you why White Sox fans everywhere should be all kinds of excited. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season into basketball. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Uh, bet online where the game starts. Uh, so talking about, you know, having hope and looking for positivity heading into the new year. Boy, another solid article in The Athletic by James Fegan. Uh, it's entitled White Sox Hitting Coaches Approach for 2023. We're not up there trying to hit singles. Uh, there were some inspiring quotes in this article from new hitting coach Jose Castro and assistant hitting coach Chris Johnson. Uh, loved this article. It, it will warm your cold heart during this offseason and get you excited uh, for 2023. I hope so. A lot of great quotes. Uh, here's one. Uh, from a mechanical standpoint, I think everybody is trying to teach the balance part of it and ground force, tight turns, and swing path to create good backspin and drive balls in the gap and over the fence, Castro said. Uh, the numbers are there, the analytics, and we use them. But once you step into the batter's box, it's about competing. We've already planned for this starting pitcher. We've seen his stuff. We know what the stuff does. Now we have a plan, and now we step in that box, and we compete. Woo! Uh, Fegan goes on to write, intense preparation is the emphasis Griffol is placing on his assembled group of two and a half hitting coaches, a hitting coach, assistant hitting coach, and field coordinator who will take part in game planning meetings as well. A disappointing and below average 2022 Sox offense undone by walks and chase rates at the bottom of the league needs to ditch its free swinging nature and become a unit that always looks like it's executing a plan at the plate. Uh, if you understand what the pitcher is doing, then as a hitter, uh, we can adjust our swing accordingly. But if we don't know what the ball's doing when it's headed our way, 
then we're behind the eight ball, said new assistant hitting coach Chris Johnson. We're not up there trying to hit singles. We're not up there searching for the baseball. We're up there expecting this pitch to be where we want it, and we're going to let it go. If we're talking about induced vertical movement, my guys know that 16.2 inches is average for a four-seam fastball as far as vertical rides, so then they can automatically go to that number and say, okay, this is a bit above. I need to work on getting on top or getting on plane with this ball, Johnson said. Uh, We started talking about extension in Charlotte a lot. Average extension is 6.3 feet. So when you get above 6.3, now this ball is going to really get on you because it's almost going to seem like it's closer. If you understand what the pitcher is doing, then as a hitter, we can adjust our swing accordingly. It's going to be more numbers detail when it comes to pitch movement, said Castro. I'm sure some guys will be really quick to it and some not. We've just got to help them out. That's where we're here for. Uh, Fegan emphasizes in the article, the goal for the 2023 hitting staff is to reduce the amount of in-game acclimation to what's being thrown at them. If describing pitching arsenals in analytic language doesn't take, simulating them in high-speed reps off machines that reproduce velocity and spin and chewing low speed flips and tosses compared to previous years will have to do the rest. The new manager is asking for simulations of game speed whenever possible. And here is an outstanding quote from uh, Castro. If somebody sees something, and I'm talking Mike or CJ, and I'm the guy, they're going to let me know what's going on. It's not going to be three voices with three different things going on. It's going to be three voices that get together, and one shout goes out because no confusion, man. You can't have that. Uh, and, And this quote right here from Chris Johnson ends the article, and it leaves you what is exciting. Uh, excited about what's to come. Uh, he's one of the coaches where you go into the cage and you work and you always feel uh, leave the cage feeling like you're going to rake, uh, Johnson said of Castro. He's a great motivator. He understands the swing, the movements. He understands what it takes to play every day, and he understands that this game is really hard. One of the best things Jose does is motivates and lets you know that you've got a chance tonight. Uh, so when... You know, we are told that the hope is for White Sox players to return to accustomed levels. Uh, There is indeed hope. All teams are hoping for that. But it's not going to happen without a plan, without a sense of purpose. And it's not going to happen if you're not setting White Sox players up for success and they in turn are not putting in the work. We've read about how things can be different under Jose Castro and Chris Johnson, but this article drives the message home. It is a feel-good story in a time when we desperately need feel-good stories as White Sox fans. Uh, If you can teach the language and if the players are willing to buy into the philosophy, the message, then overall offensive approach and everybody is on the same page pulling in one direction, then the sky's the limit for this White Sox team. Just think about the untapped potential. It is scary. Uh, White Sox bolstered their bullpen and are no longer tempted by the services of Michael Conforto for now. Uh, More on that in a moment.
You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start heading out. You think uh, for calling a ride. Now you live nearby. You can make it home. It's no big deal. Uh, What are the odds that you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Uh, Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. Uh, The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So a few uh, notes uh, from last week, some uh, some uh, new segments here. Uh, White Sox uh, continue to stockpile relievers. Uh, they made a minor move last week right before Christmas. Uh, White Sox acquired reliever Gregory Santos uh, from the uh, San Francisco Giants for minor league pitcher Cade McClure on uh, last Thursday. Santos made five appearances over the past two years for San Francisco. The 23-year-old right-hander has a 4.63 ERA over 35 appearances, two starts between AAA Sacramento and the Arizona Complex League Giants uh, last season. He has a 3.56 ERA over 97 appearances, including 44 starts in six minor league seasons uh, with the San Francisco and Boston organizations. Uh, The 28-year-old McClure uh, has a 4.03 ERA over 108 games and 59 starts in five minor league seasons with the White Sox. Uh, Speaking of San Francisco, uh, the big question of what about Michael Conforto uh, was answered recently um, from Maria Guadaro of MLB.com. Three days after the mega deal with shortstop Carlos Carrera collapsed, uh, and the Giants pivoted to the best remaining uh, hitter on the free agent market, agreeing to a two-year, $36 million deal uh, with outfielder Michael Conforto, a source told MLB.com uh, insider Mark, Mark Feinsand. And on Friday, uh, Bob Nightingale of USA Today was the first to report the agreement, uh, which has an opt-out year after the first year. Uh, The team has not yet confirmed the deal. Conforto 29 comes on the heels of a stunning free agent turnaround as San Francisco was set to introduce Correa on Tuesday before pulling back on the deal due to a disagreement over the 28-year-old's physical examination. Correa subsequently signed with the Mets, but then again, we don't know how that's going to end either. Conforto's deal is also pending a physical, which shouldn't be considered a formality, considering he hasn't appeared in an MLB MLB game since 2021. Uh, He became a free agent last season, but remained unsigned through opening day, then underwent right shoulder surgery in April to address an injury Uh, He suffered while training in January. Uh, So there was some thought that uh, Michael Conforto could be insurance for the White Sox. Uh, A lot of rumors, uh, not uh, not just this past offseason, but last offseason. Look, some outfield depth, but not at that price. Thoughts of question marks there, and it seemed like the Giants needed to make a move after missing out on Correa and Judge, but they did sign uh, Hanniger. 
I, I think the White Sox need more outfield depth, but maybe someone emerges uh, out of spring training. Maybe there's a last-minute move that's made, but it's kind of refreshing uh, to be done with the Michael Conforto rumors uh, until, of course, he opts out after the first year. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. Uh, we are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll continue to look at off-season scenarios for the Chicago White Sox and start making some very, very early predictions uh, for the 2023 season. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski, and until next time, go Sox!